Um, you know what I was thinking about? No. 2020. Yeah. It's been such a... It's been, it's such, been a, such a great year. I hate for it to end. A, it's been such a terrible year for for dive shops and dive instructors and out there. And restaurants and people and human beings. and Right, right. No, but I, I was thinking it's been so hard to be able to teach a scuba class, you know, with all the restrictions that have been going on this year. There's not as many newbies. Yeah, because nobody's take, taking up scuba right now. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have all the newbies, like, hanging out, diving. It's probably not the best year to get scuba training, seeing how you can't do an actual gas share with a stranger. Well, that's what, yeah, I, that's what I mean. Like, so you got all that restriction. It's, it's hard to really do a class. You don't have as many people coming in. You don't have as many new divers kind of hanging out with us old dinosaurs. You know, if to look up to us and us to crack some jokes and and welcome them into the into the gang. You know, we don't have the, those uh, newbie guys to carry my fins down to the dock for me. They only look up to you for a couple of minutes, then they know everything. Uh, Brandon, I was on a scuba board last night, <laughs> and uh... basically everything you told me is wrong. Split fins are great. And uh, a snorkel is required, and it should be required everywhere I go in the water. You remember? You remember back when you were the newbie? You were the new guy. You have any like good newbie newbie stories? No, I'm pretty. I was uh, pretty humble. Do you have any uh, good newbie stories, James? From when you were in your wee lad days of a diver? Uh, you mean like what was my scariest moment underwater? What? <laughs> <laughs> did he did he even get in the water with you? Yeah. What was your scariest moment underwater? Uh, I, I do actually. I do have a really good one. Um, you know, uh, Trout Lake. Yes. So, this would have been back in the early '90s. You know, I was working at the dive shop, knew about this place, but back then, um, all there was was like a dirt trail to get back to it. So I had a couple of guys that dove that that learned to dive that I knew from school and I'm like, Oh yeah. And you know, here I am the guy working at the dive shop, the old, the, the old salty, you know, 16, 17 year old kid or whatever the hell I was. Oh yeah. I'll take you to a, to a good spot. We'll go, we'll go out and go diving. So we, uh, we got a bunch of gear, um, hauled, hauled, uh, bags of scuba gear all the way out. And it's, uh, it's a good, you know, 30, 40 minute little hike, you know, to get out to eh, maybe like, I don't it's probably think it's like that a, far, is it? 20, it's like a 20, yeah. 30 minute hike to get all the way I'm, back out there. I hiked my twins back there. So did the people that we dove with. Well, then we came back, then we came back to get tanks. We were just, you know, single tank divers at the time, came back, grabbed tanks, went all the way back out for a shitty Got dive. out there, <laughs> suited, like got everything all suited up to yeah. go diving. Forgot to bring weight belts. Oh, nice. Yeah, like two like two hours of schlepping and hiking gear back and forth, back and forth, only to just pack it all up and <laughs> schlep gear back and forth, back and forth, pack it all back away. That's a, that sounds like a great dive. <laughs> um, it was, uh, we went snorkeling for a little bit. Mm. Hey, see, there's the value of having a snorkel. Well, there's where you use a snorkel when you go snorkeling. I'm all for a snorkel when you snorkel. But boy, did I feel like a big boob. The the, the newbie, the newbie really came out of me then. Yeah, can happen. I've uh, I've had little little incidents where you forget things like that. I shouldn't say even forget, but you know, sometimes when this is where i became anal retentive about uh packing my stuff like please don't touch just don't touch it i'm not trying to be a dick i'm not trying to be arrogant i just if you say you load my stuff and you didn't actually load it i'm going to be upset with you okay right yeah no kidding so that's that's one of the, when i worked at a different shop we were uh, supposed to leave out of the shop at like 3.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning. So we had all the gear sit there, sat there by the front door 
ready to go. So we just pull up, put the key in the security code, take everything out, lock it back up and key in the security code and leave, right? We didn't have to go into the back. We didn't have to do anything. It was just going to be load and go real quick. And uh, loading up a pickup truck for two of us. We're both like loading stuff and shut up the shop, drive all the way to the charter, get up there. Uh, no dry suit. No dry suit whatsoever. <laughs> Turns out the dry suit bag rolled underneath all the wetsuits hanging on the rack there, and uh, that's where it was. But that's that's where I get, okay, just let me load my shit. I'll make sure I've got everything. You make sure you have all your stuff, I make sure I have my stuff. Don't touch my shit. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, people, we do still have some Don't Touch My Fucking Shit Great Thigh Podcast stickers still available. Get yours today. Small donation of $5 to Great Dive Podcast at our PayPal. Info at the Great Dive Podcast. Send us your address and we'll send you some stickers. And a personalized letter. <laughs> yeah, I went, um, I remember going up to do a, like a three-day live aboard up in uh, northern Ontario. I was probably 19 at the time. Just had gotten a new regulator dive computer you know I was working for it all summer long because I knew this I had this trip coming up you know and I really wanted to do I'm like I'm gonna have my new regulator and everything for the trip it's gonna be so awesome I'm gonna look awesome people are gonna be so jealous I pack up my whole dive bag except for my regular I got my regulator like laid out on my bed because I've got it all you've been sleeping with perfect you've been sleeping with it since you bought it right right (laughs) well of course I'm a 19 year old kid so like I I sleep in the next morning you know and so I'm up in a a rush I basically jump out of bed grab my dive bag go flying out the door left my goddamn regulator on my bed interesting and then uh so we we drive all the way up to Penetanguishene Get on this boat. Uh, boats, you know, like it's an hour from hour from the port, and I just get this. I break out in a cold sweat because I can <laughs> I can see my regulator sitting on my bed still, you know. So I go, no, no, I run run down to the you know my my die bag, tear it open, like it's got to be there, it's got to be there. Nope, no regulator. I'm out on a three day live aboard in the middle of no Georgia gear. Bay. Yeah. No reg. Nice. What an idiot. Uh, the, the captain just had like some old, like 1960s uh, uh, US Divers Pro, Calypso. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a little old, little old yeah. Scuba Pro 109 or yeah. something, whatever it was. A little, a little balance adjustable. No Octo. But no BCD. Like, no BCD hose. This reg is <laughs> no. awesome. I just paid umpteen hundred dollars for that reg. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a refund and buy this Scuba Pro 109. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I drove that yeah. for three days. That's not so bad. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yep, yep. But now, now I'm an expert, and I don't ever forget anything ever. Wow, that you know that that status of expert has come from many. I know that's not the only time you've forgotten things or got somewhere like, oh, I'm missing my dry gloves. Oh, I'm, my goddamn, you know, whatever. I left sitting on the workbench or sitting at home. Yeah. It's rare, though. It's rare that I forget anything anymore. Although I did. I mean, I have. It does happen. Left, but it like, does still happen, even, uh, even at the my wrong level. Bag up. I've picked the wrong bag up. You know, and you got six bags oh, that they- look the same. Right, right. You did that last yeah. uh, last year, wasn't right? It? I I picked up the I picked up two dry suits instead of a dry suit and undergarment. So I <laughs> I was right. on the boat. Yeah, yeah. I had two dry suits, but I had no undergarment. <laughs> Thankfully, one of our good buddies, Mister Click, uh, had an undergarment, and his wife they uh, they had extra spare undergarments that they let me use, which was very nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had that with. My wife wanted to make sure I had nice, clean undies. Yeah, wow. It used to be a badge of honor to have smelly undies. It used to be a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, but Patty, uh, Patty isn't into that badge at all. Wow. <laughs> she likes a nice, 
fresh Irish spring scent to yeah, here we go. my undergarment. She doesn't <laughs> appreciate the old hockey bag-esque-ness of a, a set of dive underwear. She doesn't realize you wash out all the luck. Does she realize that? Right. You wash it right out. It's, honey, it's that stink that gives me the good trim. What are you doing? Among other things, keeps you aware, <laughs> keeps you alert. How am I going to have a good back kick without my stinky, sweaty, uh, good kick undergarment <laughs> funk? Exactly. Oh, James, you're talking like, oh, superstitions. I have no place in my world for them. Come on, tell me some rugby shit that you guys do. We must drink a fifth of vodka every night during this tournament. This is the vodka tournament. Vodka's for breakfast. That's what I'm, okay, every morning. <laughs> well, your breakfast starts at midnight. No, there was just a good uh, good post of uh, on this. There's this really great uh, Facebook group that, that sprang up early on in the quarantine when nobody was allowed to play rugby and all the... All the uh, little uh, unions around the the country and around the world were forced to stop. So this little Facebook group came up. But some guy just posted, hey, I just cleaned out my rugby bag. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of cool shit you guys got in your bag? He like, he's got all the stuff. He's got it listed, like all the weird shit that was in his bag from uh, like – Three random pills, don't know what they were. <laughs> two, two crushed beer cans, four pairs of cleats. You know, about all this stuff. Well, I was always curious. I mean, I always thought you just needed cleats and shorts. You know, socks. That's it. You're golden in a ball. You, you know, you might have a rugby. What's it, is it called? A ball? What's it called? Yeah, pickle? it's a rugby ball. It's not called the pickle or something. <laughs> An egg. No, it's just a ball. You get the scrum and the pickle, and the pickle and the scrum, or scrim, or whatever that is. Oh, hell. you scrum. don't want to get your pickle in the scrum. scrum. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't know if they had a, some kind of Irish word for it. The potato. It's a potato, isn't it? My little dive bags and my dive boxes tend to collect a bunch of just random weird shit at the, by the end of the year. You know, stuff that just from... Fun diving, personal diving, teaching, impromptu things that come up, stuff that I was going to do that never happened for, you know, you know, so I, I always need to do a good clean out at the end of the year of just random weird stuff that's in my. I hear you. My bags are pretty, pretty good. I don't, I don't ha- tend to accumulate a lot of shit in my, I empty them a lot though. Wait, listen, I got a quiz for you. I know the way you love quizzes. I love quizzes. Is it a test or is it a quiz? This is a quiz. What's the difference? Aha, oh, you're going to look it up as if the Google, the Google uh, know-it-all knows. No, 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 I was going to look up. I was going to look up what is the the Cosmo quiz of the day. Oh. (laughs) Are they still do do that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course they do. Cosmo. Now, do you want to do a Cosmo quiz or do you want to do this scuba diving quiz? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Well, I'm not going to listen because this co- there's a Cosmo quiz. You might want to actually do this one instead. Well, are you in? Are you in love? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> does it tell you? Or with there who? is. Um, does it tell you with who? <laughs> or the, you, this, there is a fancy quiz that tells you which TV character you are. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to pause the show, and I think I'm going to go take this what's your sex position IQ quiz here. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, we'll, we'll catch you later. Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando.
Okay, everybody. Apparently, I'm a bit of a Casanova. <laughs> You're the Einstein of sex positions. <laughs> Novice, advanced, expert. <gasps> Which are you? I found this cool old quiz from a 1999 scuba diving magazine. Is there a magazine that divers trust with the answers to quizzes that divers trust? Hmm. Good old Rodale scuba diving. Written by John Francis. Juan Francis. So John actually got paid to make up this quiz. Let's see how, how good of a quiz it is. Curious how long John's been diving. Nobody wants to be branded a newbie. I don't know. New people do. <laughs> no, they don't. The, the The new people don't want to be the newbies. I think the more experienced you are, you're more content with being the newbie, because uh, the the more you, you know, have to be that expert, puts pressure on you. So you get content with. I'd just rather be the new guy. Shuts up and just goes diving. But pretending to have skills you don't have can be dangerous, he says. Here's how to know where you stand. So which are you, a novice, an advanced, or an expert? So you're going to have to keep keep tabs here. What about monkey? They don't have monkey in there. Which is, well, which is a novice level, skill level, and a, an expert mindset. An expert ooh, I like ego, I should say. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's going to be the three levels of the Great Dive podcast? Okay. <laughs> so we've got we've got monkey in the middle. Yeah, monkey. You've got uh, I don't know. It, you could be like the empty glass would be the very the newbie, and then a guru would be the expert, I guess. But a, a true guru like, would say, I'm "Yeah, not, I like those I'd levels." Still, still like to be an empty glass to be able to receive everything. But anyway. You got the monkey who who thinks he knows it all. That's the monkey. I don't know maybe we should use animals like martial arts do. The monkey, the snake, the uh, crane, the eagle, the dragon, the three-toed sloth. But I kind of like I kind of like the the empty glass. The monkey, the guru. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool little quiz for, for divers. But for today, we have novice. Let's see how this one. Let's see how this one goes. Yes. Okay. All right. Quiz. How in love are you actually? Oh, wait. Wrong one. Let me. Let me Damselfish. Uh, no, wait. Let's listen. <laughs> how in love are you actually? Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. I got. Let me get off this uh, Cosmo page here. I didn't know you were a big reader of Cosmo, James. Keeps you in in tune with the ladies, doesn't it? That's right. Feminist. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know. Have you truly ever read anything nope. in the Cosmo? Because not knowing is worse. <laughs> not knowing what these people are thinking. If you really want to mess up your head, yeah, start living as if Cosmo is real life. <laughs> Go ahead, try it. Try it for a year. Where the only input you have into your head, as far as the social uh, construction around you, is Cosmo magazine, Cosmopolitan. Oh, oh, you'll be messed up, dude. Oh, I would bet. Yeah, yeah. Are you a novice, advanced, or expert diver? He asks. Nobody issues you a diploma when you move up a grade, and your total number of dives alone doesn't tell the story. It's experience in a wide variety of diving conditions that builds the all-around competence of the advanced diver. Hey, did you write this or did uh, John <laughs> Francis write this? Yeah. But does it really matter? Does it really matter that label? Well, that's uh, uh, again, this was in a this was in a different time of magazine writing, and I I kind of like how He's really mirroring a lot of what we say. Is yeah, it's not just sure. that that card and that title, 
And especially when you consider that you can get that advance card and then not go diving for 10 years yeah, and then get right back on a boat and do your advance dive because, well, you have an you're sure as the hell not going to show your open water card when you got your advanced. Yeah, true, true. How do you rate, everybody? Grab out your little Great Dive Podcast pens and papers and uh, open up to the back section of your Great Dive Podcast logbook <laughs> to a blank page and take this damn quiz with us. Question number one. Have you taken advanced or specialty courses? He says, yes, you can teach yourself in the school of hard knocks, but there's a lot to learn from experience of others. Give yourself 10 points for each course beyond your basic certification up to a maximum of 70 points. So you have your advanced. That's 10 for you. <laughs> you have your... <laughs> Are we going to go have, with uh, <laughs> you, you have your peak performance buoyancy. That's another 10 for you. Peak performance buoyancy. You have your boat have diver. I remember you showed your boat diver that one time. We, I don't uh, we have a out. boat diver. You, you, well, that's, that's, that was me. 10 oh, for I, me. I got 10. <laughs> I was say. No, no. I saw, you, I saw you show that boat diver card. I'm giving you 10 points for boat but diver. But you have your peak performance buoyancy as well. And you have underwater videographer, don't you? Um, you have it. card. An underwater navigator. Oh, that's 20 for me. You can navigate a Pentagon. At Old Spring Mill Pond. I saw you do it. You ever try to navigate a tetrahedron? <laughs> a nonagon once. That's some fancy uh, some fancy compass work right there, my man. A decagon is a hell of a hell of a shape to navigate. But uh, once you do it, you get that cool decagon patch. Yeah, so what about the uh you got basket weaving? You've got Whoop. You've got it easily. That's another ten for me. I, I guess say, uh, you've I think I hit. Your I think points. I'm maxing out on my seventy. I think we're both yes. maxing out on our seventies here for sure. Underwater recovery specialist, where I brought back those uh, eight empty beer cans I found. <laughs> An underwater naturalist, I identified because you identified <laughs> them as black label. <laughs> exactly, it was a twofer. Strohs. It was a twofer, and the instructor didn't even have to get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number two. Have you ever made a shore dive? Shore dives, he says. Sure. I've made plenty. Sure. Shore dives, he says. Sure, I have. Um, shore dives present entry and exit problems and navigation problems. They sure do. <laughs> that boat dives do not. Are you sure about that? I'm sure that I'm sure. <laughs> Give yourself one point for each shore dive. Up to 10, up to 10 oh, points. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you remember that shore dive in Tobe where we had our asses kicked really bad? That should be worth 10 points right there. That That's that's a high learning experience where you just get beat to shit trying to get in the water on rocks. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we've had shore dives where... We've had to walk out it's, for 300 uh, yards. It's ankle, it's ankle <laughs> deep in a set of doubles for 100 yards. You go through the water yeah. before you can get. And then it starts, yes. the mud starts sinking as you get out there. Every step you sink in about a foot <laughs> and you're trying to walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had uh, shore dives out in California where you're dealing with some big surf, surf coming through. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that, I mean, that definitely gives you a completely new environment that is highly valuable that you can apply to just understanding and awareness and timing and preparation that you'll use on all kinds of dives. That's why you keep mentioning why experience in different places is is so important. Well, yeah, that the, the knowledge and the experience, the wisdom you gain from uh, entering a surf or entering on a rocky shore or uh, entering with equipment at the shore Trans, that also translates into your boat diving and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's it can teach you a lot if you're if you're the empty glass ready to learn. Yeah, very true. Wait, wait. What? It sure will. It sure will. <laughs> Those shore dives are surely a thing to to cherish. <laughs> well, that and there's so many different types of shore dives too, right? I mean, right. you've got 
a short eye in Bonaire is not the same as a short eye like we're doing up in Tobermory, mm-hmm. which is not the same as doing a short eye in La Jolla. Yeah. A short eye in Fort Lauderdale is not the same as a short eye in Cozumel. It's not. So, yeah, for sure, for sure, you can gain a valuable insight by doing many shore dives from many different places. So, yeah, I think we got the max points on that. Who's this quiz really directed at? Because this quiz is directed at the newbie that oh. thinks he's the experienced diver, I think. He's, I think what old, old Francis is trying to say is listen here, take some classes. Take some classes, go, do some diving, go diving, yeah. get into some different environments, and uh, be the ball, Danny. Be the ball, Danny. Have you made surf entries and exits? Isn't that a shore dive? <laughs> um, well, so now I think he's kicking it up a notch. Like, yeah. you know, have you uh, yes, yes. gotten your ass kicked a little bit trying to get in and out of the water before, or have all of your shore entries been on a nice glassy calm water where you just easily walk in and out of the sand like almost like you're walking into a wading pool big difference from like what you mentioned about tobomori it's all rocks waves are crashing in you you can't find any solid footing to to stop so it's every other steps an ankle breaker if you're not careful enough for each shore dive that includes surf and it's unusual problems, give yourself another point, up to 10. I was going to say, I learned in the surf. Over in the med, that's all we had. It was shore dives, and it was very uh, northern cow looking. You had a couple little lagoons here and there, rocky areas, canyons. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great way to learn how to dive, you know. Yeah. To, to not take the, the cookie-cutter program of we got uh, two days in the pool, yeah. we got two days, you know, from the from the same location, you know, we're, and then you'll be certified and away you go, right? To be in a more of a mentoring, interning open water course where you're spending time with the instructor and you're really learning how to dive. Yeah, I'd agree. Meaning you go down and you dive the way somebody actually dives, right? Because nobody does all of that work to go knock out 20 minutes underwater, 50% of it kneeling on a on a rocky patch, <laughs> right? <laughs> to right. get out, to do it all over. Like, that's not really diving. No. No, that's breathing underwater. But yeah, it's not really diving. Good point. Yeah, like when you're going to go diving, you're going to want to go to someplace cool. You're going to spend time in the water. You're not going to rush to to get out faster than you got in just to blast through some skills. Right. You're going to go down and, you know, become one with that environment and really uh, learn the environment. Hey, I got a question for you. Oh, here we go. Number four, have you ever dived in cold water? I don't believe in cold water. I believe there's... There's warm water and there's warmer water and there's hot water. That's it. But to keep a positive mental attitude, I just quit believing that there's such a thing as cold water. It's profound. Well, it's all mental. <clears throat> Some would say I'm mental. <laughs> cold water dives teach you about heat management and hypothermia. And cold water. And cold water. <laughs> Cold water dives is all about the cold water. Cold water dives will give you a better understanding of cold rather than warm. Exactly. Or actually, it can teach you about warm. It can teach you, I like warm. I like warm water. That's the next sentence. Cold water diving (laughs) will teach you that it's different than warm water diving because of the temperature difference. (laughs) Because it's cold. Because it's not quite as comfortable. Cold water diving will teach you a valuable skill like peeing in your wetsuit to (laughs) warm yourself back up to body temperature. Exactly. No, he says, thick exposure suits present problems in dexterity and buoyancy control. For any dive where you used six millimeters of neoprene or more, 
or a dry suit, give yourself one point, up to ten. Well, so far, James, we're just we're destroying this quiz. We're destroying it. Is it a quiz or a test? This is a quiz. Well, what's it's the difference? A, un, it's not even. Uh, it's I not can... even fifteen questions. If you're going to do a test, it's got to be at least twenty questions. Oh, I've had tests where it's only ten questions. No, no, that was. I've a actually quiz. had three te- three question tests. They were essay questions, but it, they were like you know five hours of exams. My exam for fire instructor three was uh, was only essay, and it was a couple of questions, and it was an exam. Not a quiz, not a test, an exam. I know this is definitely not the, an exam. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the quiz is a short test, officially. Uh, officially, but what makes it short? The time or the number of questions? Two questions, the, five hours, seven hours. That's a long quiz. Big difference. That's not <laughs> That's waiting for you to tap dance your way this out is simple. of this is, this is simple, simple stuff, Brandon. Pay attention. Here Pay attention. we go. <laughs> All right, question number five. Have you ever dived in cold water from shore in the surf? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Question number five is, have you dived at night or in low vis? If you have... You've coped with instrument navigation, disorientation, and difficult buddy communication. And he defines here, he says, low vis would be under 15 feet. Is it communication with a difficult buddy? Or is it difficult communication with a good buddy? It's communication with a buddy that becomes difficult. Because it's not as easy to see the community. But what if you? What if you? Do you get an extra point if you had a difficult buddy? Um, I will give you one bonus <laughs> point for that one dive that we did. Okay, I get it. All right. Was it? Now don't you're. Uh... I had new gloves on, Brandon. <laughs> Your conscience is is defeating you there. I. It wasn't about you. Well, you know. Well, you know. So many divers are neutrally buoyant when they're swimming because of their swimming. Yeah, so they're technically right. it's, it's not the neutrally buoyant. They're... Correct. It's their swimming that's keeping them off of the bottom. Right. And when you reach down to grab a pressure gauge to, to check your gas, a lot of people have a difficulty, especially that new diver, of being able to maintain buoyancy, maintain swimming, and do the the task of unclipping a pressure gauge right. and looking at it, right? So their buoyancy falls, their trim falls, they come in contact with the bottom, stir things up a little bit because they're not able to multitask yet because they're not really weighted right. properly or they probably don't have really have their buoyancy in check. So checking, doing something as simple as checking a gauge where now you can't even just grab it and look at it to see the information. You're going to have to light up the pressure gauge you're going to have to get a backlight on you know turned or flash a mm. light onto the face of a gauge to, Blow to it get up. it to show up yeah it adds another step in the process yeah which, when you get more experience with that is going to make you a better diver overall well yeah once you start mastering that buoyancy then you can start adding things to your dive i'm i just think you know uh people who go and buy a scooter or a camera and they they really haven't mastered the essential you know slash fundamental skills of diving they haven't mastered buoyancy control and it's evidenced when like you say you've got to read your gauge boom you're gone you're you're in the mud or you're you're heading up to the surface D- just one little thing like that and then somebody like that goes and Throws a scooter on board, which will mask a whole lot of problems. Well, yeah. Well, now I don't have to worry about perfecting that frog kick. I got a scooter. I don't even have to worry about my buoyancy because it'll it'll drag you through the water column. You know, it's and it's fun to watch these guys because as soon as they lay off the trigger, they're gone one way or the other, and it's usually pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, low-vis cold water diving, to me, is some of the best training you can get. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, right? Because... Uh, 
One, and he mentions night diving, right? Your signaling is completely different, right? You can't just flash a hand signal like you do in the, the open daylight blue water. And when it's low vis, not just that it's night, but clear water, that adds a whole new dimension to being able to effectively communicate, effectively position yourselves so that you can actually still go and do a dive without getting separated, getting lost. You know, those are the things that a really good solid foundation of an experienced diver is allowing you to be able to get in the water where the conditions might not be ideal and you're still able to do an hour long diver more and not get lost, not get separated, not have a problem with not being able to communicate something. I, I just think back on diving in low vis, not no vis, but low vis with people that can't stay off the bottom when you're taking newer crowds or whatnot out at diving. And low vis goes to no vis. And uh, it, it all goes downhill from that point. Yeah, because, I mean, even he's talking low vis is 15 feet. That's pretty That's pretty tolerable. Tolerable. The problem I, is when I you have somebody that... I would kill for 15 feet. <laughs> I don't believe in anything less than 15 <laughs> feet. I will, 15 feet is like, that's gin. Gin water. Yeah, the problem though, right, is when you have the new diver that turns the 15 feet into, into 15 inches yes. or 15 centimeters. Or 15 right? That's millimeters. 15 millimeters. Wow. 15, 15 nanometers. nanometers. <laughs> it has to go to nanometers, doesn't it? Give yourself one point, Brando. One point for each dive up to 10. Well, I think I got 10 there too. Wow, you're such an expert. I'm an expert in this <laughs> nonsense, aren't I? You know. Wait, wait. You, let's uh, let's switch over to this. Are you a love expert, though? Uh, this well, one here. Let's uh, let's like start over. So, I have I have proof of my expertise. <laughs> <laughs> the shape of four humans. <laughs> Number six. Have you made dives in strong current? I would have to say yes. If you had to learn how to fight or evade the current, you may have tested your physical abilities and your navigation skills. What do they consider strong? What would you consider a strong current? Um, well, I am a little jaded because I've jaded? had to try to run a line into Jenny. <laughs> into Jenny before. Uh-huh. So I've, I've got a pretty good idea of what Ginny strong little, currents are. I was going to say cave diving... It, in Florida is some strong, what I would call strong current, not always strong current, but, um, it can be, it can be wicked strong in, uh, the river, the river has a ripping current. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a ripping current. Um, now I've done shore dives with ripping currents. Yeah. With the, you know, over there at the, the river Uh and you know, that's a, that's a whole new, um, compounded issue that you Mm got to deal with right but even so much as you know i've been with people new divers their first experience in some place like cozumel Mm -hmm. which is beautiful easy drifting dives but again when you're using the current to do so much for you like keep you off the bottom keep you moving Mm -hmm. keep you neutral you're letting the, the current do that for you when you do need to stop because now all of a sudden you go oh i got a try to communicate something to my dive buddy or I want to take a picture, you see amount of gas. The the you see the <laughs> somersault yeah. occur, uh, right? You yeah. see the oh like how do I deal with this? And then having the, you know, awareness to do a you know, to do a shore dive with a current where you got to get back to the same spot adds a whole new level of complexity into into just the thinking and the planning. Well it's nice to do those dives with an experienced diver. If you don't have to relearn the wheel kind of thing, reinvent the wheel, that's always helpful, you know, versus, okay, I know there's a, a dive site over here at the a local river area, and I'm going to go dive it with me and my buddy. It's only 30 feet deep, but you have no experience diving in a river, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, for us, it's next stop Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, that river, yeah. Well, we dove the Sabo, which wasn't ripping current where we were, but it was, it was shit viz. Yeah, the St. Clair River, the Detroit River, mm-hmm. the uh, I mean, some of those rivers up north where they're shallow, 
But that water's moving. Yeah. You know, so it's fine if you're drifting with it. It's fine if you're swimming directly into it. But when you but you try to, you know, you get somebody that's got no experiencing with it that tries to do anything else, boy, it really is a, a, a wake-up call to what your experience level really is. And you, time and time again, right, you keep going over and over again to telling people that it's the experience in the different environments that's so much more important than just the basic number of dives you have. And this is what you mean, right? Well, exactly. I mean, it gives you a, a knowledge base that is very broad that you can draw upon and bring aspects of diving that you've learned in the different environments to a new situation that you've never been in before. But I'm, you know, thinking of these current dives, you know, these dives in current with low vis, with real, I mean, we've been in current with very low vis and it gets a little hairy uh, when you can't see a foot or two in front of you and you're being pushed <laughs> through the water column from the current and the next thing you know you've got a, a tree branch in your face or catching your a hose or you know this is where all yeah, yeah. of that streamlining with your equipment not having all that shit hanging off of you really starts to to shine I mean you really start to see the reasoning behind that because yeah, when you can't see crap and it's all over the place and you're being pushed through it, yeah, things can go south pretty quick. So get experience. Do that stuff. But use a mentor. Use somebody. Use a teacher. A teacher. Someone who can teach you how to dive. A in. guru. A scuba guru. That's why we're making up our own quiz in a, in a little bit. We'll call him a scuburu. Scuburu. Get your scuburu today at greatdivepodcast.com. <laughs> For fourteen ninety nine, get your own, your pet scuburu. <laughs> Number seven, Brando. Yeah. Have you made drift or live boat dives? True. This is not the same as dives in strong current because you must keep track of where the dive boat is and have the equipment to signal it from the surface. Well, yes. Now, back in 1999... Carrying a, a, an SMB wasn't as prevalent as it is today. I mean, you might have had the old safety sausage, like we called them back in the day, the little plastic roll-up you stuck in a BCD pocket. You might have even had one of the little surface marker wavy ones, but having a deployable marker bag that is so common nowadays wasn't the case. In this in this example, right, the the difference between the newbie and the experienced guy is going to be when you're diving off of a live boat and you know, you're because you're in some place where there, there's currents the water's moving uh you're off of a dive boat and there's multiple dive boats in the area right if you've ever just climbed up the first ladder that you saw <laughs> and had and handed your fins yeah. to whoever was up there. Who's this dive master? <laughs> you yeah. might be a newbie because right? you get on and like, hey, where's my dive bag? <laughs> well, who are you? <laughs> what happened to Steven? He, he was dive master and earlier. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen that in the Great Lakes, but seen it elsewhere as well. Florida, it's all over the place. But uh... yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. And, and there's times in, in a place like Cozumel where I mean, there's hundreds of dive boats out, you know, and, you, and you're doing just that, right? You're drifting along, you get low on gas, you come up to the surface. There's a boat. You need to identify. Hey, there's a boat. I'm just going to climb on that one. <laughs> Wait a minute. Weren't we on a catamaran earlier? Give yourself one point, Brando, for each dive up to 10. I'll take another 10. Have you ever made cavern or cave dives yes i have again cave diving wait 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 <clears throat> yeah go ahead swimming through an arch of coral is not a cavern and grand cayman <laughs> is not a cave dive right? <laughs> it's not a cavern you can't you can't count that one uh -uh. i'm putting i'm taking one off for you you can't count that one well, i think they should take 20 off just because they were being a dumbass Cavern dives are those where you remain in ambient light. Caves may be totally dark and should not be attempted without specific certification. Both present problems of low visibility and silt management. 
Give yourself one point for each cavern or cave dive up to 10. Yeah, I think they present a lot more issues than just that. But And then cavern, I, th- I think you're within being able to see the ambient light. It's a better definition. Right. And poor visibility because of poor body mechanics, uh, bad buoyancy control, uh, inappropriate lighting, kicking techniques, <laughs> and you probably don't have lighting because you're just in a, in a cavern zone. You don't have the appropriate lighting. It could make it really quickly that that way out goes away really fast and just 30 seconds of that could be a lifetime of anxiety and panic that builds up in you like right now well i mean there's numerous stories the number of stories of people that didn't have the training or whatnot nor the equipment nor the experience going into caverns slash caves and uh and wrecks. Yeah, and, and wrecks for that matter. Yeah, and they never come out because yeah. it's uh, it's very inviting. It's very easy to assume what could go wrong. And, well, as we already know, most people's egos are pretty big. So, Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, some of those have died, you know, within 10, 20 feet well, yeah. from their way out. I always think of that, you know, going in the Regina and uh, there's that wreath within, you know, I don't know, 20 feet of the the exit and yeah. an open water instructor dead. So actually, I'm going to change this scoring. Yeah. So you get you get one point for each cavern or cave dive that you've done up to 10 if you've done it properly trained and properly equipped. Oh, it's minus it's <laughs> minus <laughs> 10 points for every one you've done foolishly. Foolishly. Okay, good. Well, I still get 10. How about deep dives? How about them? Question number 9 is these require close monitoring of time and air supply. Awareness of issues like nitrogen narcosis and extra care with buoyancy and ascent rate. Give yourself one point for each dive below 60 feet up to 10 points. What about crazy and eye? What about crazy eye? Hydrogen psychosis. Eye? You forgot about crazy eye. And I'm going to count this one the same way as the last one. Uh, Minus 10 points for every time you've dove deep improperly never i've never dove deep improperly yeah so everybody knows from their basic open water that you're going to have issues of going through gas quicker the deeper you go so that's one of the things that you're supposed to ease yourself into as a new diver of being comfortable and being aware in 30 40 50 60 feet of water what that gauge is going to say before you look at it that's going to help you know that when you do hit depths of 80 90 100 feet and beyond right that's what you're that's what you're prepping your subconscious for that's what the experience is supposed to be building with you that when you grab the gauge you know what's going to say 2200 right you you don't just grab it and go oh shit <laughs> 7 it can't be 7 yeah, well, that's why you don't you, you get into the deep diving after you've gained some experience in the shallower water, you and you learn to guesstimate that gas usage. Gives you a better idea of when you do go deeper, how quickly you'll go through gas, knowing the math, of course. But yeah, yeah. Question number ten is how many total lifetime dives? Lots. Yes, he says. Number of dives does count. Give yourself one point for each dive you've done up to 100. What about pool dives? Do those count? Take away five points for every, <laughs> if you count a pool for dive. every pool dive you've logged. <laughs> exactly. If you've ever logged a pool dive, you failed this quiz. <laughs> Number 11. How many dives have you made in the last 12 months? Ooh. Advanced divers, he says, are actively learning and consolidating their skills. You tend to be best at what you are doing now. Give yourself one point 
for each dive in the last 12 months up to 50 points. I know I've got 50 points. Even though this was a slow year, I've got 50 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people that are certified divers in 2020, even though we we didn't have all the, the influx of the newbies coming in this year, if the people who were certified to dive were getting out and doing some diving this year. I will say that even through the, 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 the peak of the pandemic, they were still getting out, going diving, doing something. I know a lot of places around the world, it was so locked down. You didn't even have the ability to do that. I, I guess in our little area, we were lucky enough that you could at least go out and do a dive here and there especially like local little shore dives, especially if you wanted to do a cold water shore dive with a surf entrance and low visibility with a slight current that could have been deep. You could have, <laughs> uh, you could have done, <laughs> you still could have gotten a couple of dives in, in 2020. Okay. Last question. Last question is up. Shoot. How recent was your last dive experience has a half-life and learning tends to be forgotten if not practiced i really like that one yeah experience has a half-life that's a that's a little quote i think i'm gonna try to steal steal it james don't try do steal it because the longer the longer you go there's a there's an starts to deteriorate exponential memory loss right that's why we keep saying you know just because you've got that advance card in 1988 and you haven't dove since there's nobody in the world that should still consider that to be an advanced rating for that diver right subtract he says 10 points for each month since your last dive oh i just went the other day so there yeah. So there. All right, listeners. Tally up. Get out your calculators. Get out your Texas instrument TI 338s. Your uh pull out your iPhone calculators if you need to and add up your score. Are you ready, Brandon? I think uh, I think I'm ready. Hold on. Okay. Yes. Now I'm ready. He says scoring zero to one hundred points. You're a novice. Think of this quiz as a guide to the areas you need to work on in order to advance. You son of a bitch. So I mean, if you only <laughs> <laughs> so if you only scored one point. On a uh, on the shore diving one, you know that's one you want to bump up some uh, some numbers on. If you only scored one point on the, have you done any cold water dives? It's something where you need to bump up some experience. One hundred and one to two hundred points. You can consider yourself advanced, but that. Um, but when the issue is whether you are qualified for a specific dive related as advanced, he says, consider whether you have the similar experience. If you've never made a required deco dive, you are still a novice for that specific dive. And you should, uh, you should take that into account when you're thinking of the divings you're doing. So you may, have, you may have scored advanced, but if you only have two points in cold water, you shouldn't think that you can just grab gear and go do an advanced dive in cold water right you want to do that under a different level of guidance than you would something that you're very very confident and comfortable with already it's a matter of using your brains use your brains you moran hey uh so how many questions there were 15 questions 12 but you know the, the weird thing is is so expert is 201 to 300 and you and I scored the maximum on all of these yes. and we only have 280. So, <laughs> so I want to talk to this guy that scored 300. Yeah, how did you get extra points here, buddy? <laughs> I gave myself some extra points for 
Because I have a sheer water. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I I gave up my split fins. <laughs> because I read Two? scuba scuba board every day. I get extra points. Oh, you gave yourself an extra 30 points. Exactly. 201 to 300, you're an expert. You are Barnacle Bill, he says. But like everyone, you have to keep current. We all slip backwards every month that we don't dive. Slipping backwards. True. A little bit of backslide. A little bit of backslide in every, every month. Remember, diving has a half-life to the experience that you have. So if you're not current, you're in the current, oh. out of control, trying to clear your mask and, and check your uh, gas pressure. Yeah, I know. Bottom line, he says. Yeah. Bottom I, line. I know personally, if I'm out of the water for even a few weeks, but... Getting even just getting into the gear takes a little bit longer. You have that little little more apprehension as you're gearing up. Uh, just packing your gear. If it's packing been a couple of months right. since you've uh, mm-hmm. been in the water, like if it's if it's rare that I'm out for a couple of months. But I mean, if that's the case, I mean, I'm I'm I really I have to stop and think about yes. what the yeah what did I forget? Did I forget something? The best way to advance and maintain your skills as a diver is to combine three essential elements. Supervised training, diving in a variety of environments, and staying active. And bourbon. And bourbon. And bourbon. Although no diver returns to square one after a long layoff, you can get pretty darn close, he says. And that's I think that's a nice... Wake up little article, little good little quiz. Wasn't quite a test, but it was a good quiz. Definitely wasn't a test. The, not an exam. There, I mean, there was no essay questions on this. <laughs> now, he should have ended it with a, in 350 words, tell us why <laughs> you feel that you are at the level that you scored at. In 350 words or more. See, <laughs> because I'm really, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Good at diving. How's that? Advanced. Advanced, yes. Because I'm really, 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 really advanced. Exactly. 350. All right, everybody. Well, hey, send us a message. How did you score? What questions should we put in the Great Dive podcast quiz? And uh, what levels are we going to have? Should we do novice, advanced, and expert? Should we do, are you the empty glass, the monkey, or the guru? What, uh, what are some good ideas that you have for us to put into our quiz? The monkey, the dumbass... And the jackhole. <laughs> so you can be the monkey, the dumbass, or the jackhole. Right. The only way you can make guru status is if you didn't take this quiz. <laughs> just... Yes. By virtue of its method, it excludes the basic laws of metaphysics. Therefore, you are not a guru. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Let's uh, let's sign some logbooks. Dear Jamesy. Um. I have a little quiz for you. Just three short questions. <laughs> what is your name? What is your quest? And what is the airspeed of a swallow? Brando, great dive, buddy. Um, ten points for every time I interrupted you. you. <laughs> <laughs> ten Take away one point. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Safe diving, peoples.
Great Wave Podcast!